0: Welcome to the Confident Like a Mother podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Norwood, a wife, a mom of two, a life coach, and a counselor. But above all these titles, I'm a human who is so passionate about helping other moms feel alive and confident. My mission with this podcast is to help you, the human, reconnect with yourself and your identity beyond being a mom. On this show, I'll share moments and stories and interviews and expert strategies to manage your mindset and take small action until you are living a life that you are so obsessed with. I feel that becoming a woman who is happy and peaceful and confident is the most inspiring thing we can do for ourselves. One of my favorite things to watch is other women win, including you. Welcome to the show. Hi. Every every time I go to press report, I'm like, don't be annoying. Don't say, hi, how are you? But here I am every time. I'm like, how are you? Happy Tuesday. Happy whatever day that you're listening to this on. And I hope that you're having a freaking fantastic day. And if you're not having a fantastic day yet after this episode, I know that it'll set you on fire. And then I know that you're going to have even just a little small shift in your mindset and you're going to have an even better day. So today's topic is going to be something that we all need to hear. I think that it's something or a topic that's everywhere and I have an interesting take on it. So I really want you to listen up. And the topic is about self-care. And if you are a living Breathing human, then you you 've heard of the word self care and you may have some thoughts about self care as do I and especially if you 're on social media um, self care is a term that is kind of like thrown around it is it is literally everywhere and i 'm here for it like I really am if self care was a train i 'm the conductor most days i 'm on the i 'm on the train i 'm driving that shit. And other days, and maybe I'm just a passenger. And other days, I'm on the platform and I'm looking at that self-care train and it's passing me by. It's blowing hair. It's blowing my hair in the wind. And then other days, it feels like I'm being probably hit by the train, right? So I think that all of us can relate to one of those four stances when it comes to self-care. But I have to say this. I have a confession that I need to make to you right now. I hate the term self-care. I hate self-care. I hate the way that most people advise we do self-care. I hate the whole, like keeping an appointment for yourself and making an appointment for like self-care activities. I hate it all. And I'm going to explain why. And it's not because I feel like I don't deserve treating myself because I of course do. And to be clear, when I say I hate the term self-care, I hate the term self-care and the way it's carried out, but I fully love the concept and appreciate it so much, like so, so much when I find ways to deeply care for myself, you know? And the reason why I really wanted to break that down and make sure you understood clearly what I meant between not loving the term self-care, but fully loving and appreciating the concept. Because one thing that I've discovered when I try to implement self-care as as an activity that's not rooted in love for myself, it has led me to self-sabotaging behaviors. And I will explain all of what that is in this episode. So buckle up, baby. This episode is going to be jam-packed with so many things that you can probably relate to. And I'm going to share my story as to why um, how this concept became very glaring for me, and I knew that I had to share, and it was around my eating pattern. So I'll share that in this episode. In addition to what I think self-care is for me, uh, maybe you can borrow that for yourself, and then what self-sabotage might look like, and the ways in which you might be disguising your own self-sabotage under the guise of self-care. Very interesting stuff. Let's dive in. So the reason why this all started or this reason why this like came to a head for me was because, um, I've been reflecting on like my own eating patterns and over the past, I don't know, five, six, seven years, I'd say, um, before having me, I used to do fitness competitions and, I would diet for like 16 weeks and really restrictive dieting. Obviously, it was for the fitness competition and like very, very, a lot, a lot, a lot of exercise. Um, And so, after the competition, it would be very, it would always be really hard for me to like slide back into a normal relationship with food or normal eating patterns because like I loved how shredded I was. I loved how I looked. Being so lean, that like obviously being that lean was not sustainable for my health. Um, and even though I knew that deep down to my core, it would always kill me to like put on 20 pounds in like a short amount of time, um, because I it was going to be healthy for me. But one of the reasons why it became it started to become really unhealthy for me was always a few weeks after the shows and I would just say to myself when I was eating an entire bag of like candy or like a day full of just total shit, I would tell myself I deserve this. I dieted for so long, I deserve this. And that was like my go-to anthem for myself, like my motto, I deserve this. And this is what I want you to bring attention to. Anytime that you're saying to yourself and you're trying to like talk yourself into something that you feel like you deserve is probably self-sabotage. Anytime you're saying, I deserve this whole bottle of wine tonight after this tough day, I deserve to spend this $300 at Target because I've had a really stressful week. I deserve to sit down on the couch and watch like an entire season of Bridgerton because it's life has been like way too stressful. Anytime you're talking yourself into feeling like you deserve it, it is more than likely self-sabotage. I really should just drop the mic there and end it because that's that's so powerful. Recognizing yourself in this pattern of... Um, Making a choice from an emotional state is not rooted in love for yourself, is not rooted in acceptance for where you are. That behavior is actually rooted in numbing or avoiding an emotional state rather than living from a place or making a choice from a place of self-love. Because one of the ways in which I define self-care or taking care of myself is really about accepting yourself yourself. And taking action from a place of nurturing oneself uh, in a way that really supports your highest and greatest good. And sometimes this is not necessarily what feels good right Now, very important to note, self-care does not always feel good, and it is not something that is an easy decision that you make for yourself. And I want to underline the word decision or choice even, because I do think that self-care is a choice to live your life in a way that supports your highest and your greatest good. It is not an activity that you do or just something that you do. So at the beginning of this episode, when I said I hate the term self-care and the way that A lot of people tote what it is or it's like, you know, keeping an appointment or making an appointment for yourself. Because I believe at the foundation of the concept of self-care, it is a choice in the way that you live your life and it is not an activity that you do. And this is a really important point because even if you are all over social media and you're like, yep, self-care and at work it's probably mentioned a lot um, or, you know, your mentors are mentioning it, your therapist, whoever you work with to support yourself, your team of people are like, make sure you're taking care of yourself, self-care, self-care, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, are you actually implementing choices for yourself that really take care of yourself beyond a mani-pedi, beyond a massage, beyond a a meditation, daily meditation, beyond working out, beyond just taking in good food? I think that self-care is way I want to think of and I want to identify and I want to open up your lens to self-care as something that is way deeper than that. My definition of self-care for me is very simply looking after myself and meeting my own needs. You can plug in your own ways that you meet your own needs and you can plug in um, your own ways of like looking after yourself. But that's a very general way in which I identify self-care for myself. And I think that it Looks different for me and different seasons of my life, different time of of the year, and that is all good. Here's where I want you to notice the difference self sabotage is actively or passively, underlined passively, because oftentimes it's passive, um, doing something or making a choice that keeps us from reaching a goal or a desire or something that we want. So it's something that we do, whether it's like a habit. Or um, an emotional decision that prevents us from reaching a goal or, again, something that you want. And I I don't want you to think of, like, a goal like, oh, this big goal that I have in, like, my vision vision board or in my journal or, like, with my, you know, with my coach or my therapist. Like, it could just be a daily desire that you want to, like, feel healthy, feel good. So your own self-sabotage is a choice that you make that keeps you from a desired outcome. Hold on, I kind of want to correct myself there. What's pretty wild is the sabotage does not come from as a result of the behavior that you're participating in or the behavior that you're choosing. The sabotage actually comes from the way that you speak to and about yourself and the way that you judge yourself because of that behavior. Here's a personal example of self-sabotage but masked as self-care. And I know that a lot of... Women will be able to relate to this and moms, especially. So after a long week of work, this is something that I'm trying to get better on, but after a long week of work, there's like nothing more than I would love to do than just to like walk around TJ Maxx or walk around Target and just blow, blow so much money frivolously. Um, grab a Starbucks and just stroll the aisles, right? Um, And so oftentimes I've, again, tried to be better with this, but when I get in the car and I have like all my bags and I, and I'm driving home and I'm like, oh my God, first, my first thought is like, oh my God, my husband's going to kill me. And the second thought is like, did I really need to just do that? Did I really need to just like buy all this stuff? And when I'm being honest with myself, I'm like, no, I didn't need any of that. But like, it, it felt so good. Like it felt like it was self-care. But why does it feel like such shit, right? So if I'm really taking care of myself, shouldn't I feel, shouldn't it make me feel so amazing? Shouldn't I feel so good after I participate in an activity in the name of self-care? Right, so spending hundreds of dollars at HomeGoods or Marshalls or TJ Maxx or Target wherever and feeling so bad and so guilty and so shameful about it, like immediately after when I get in the car, is not an act of self-love or self-care. It is actually an act of self-sabotage. In prepping for this episode, I realized how often I am doing stuff like this where I'm calling it self-care and it's really, it's really not for my highest and greatest good. And my intention for sharing this as an episode is I hope that it can bring attention to the activities or the things, the choices that you're making in your life where you're calling it self-care and you think that you're taking care of yourself but you are really sabotaging how you want to feel. You're really sabotaging saving money. You're really sabotaging making healthier choices. And you're doing it all in the name of like loving and caring for yourself when actually you're doing the exact opposite. I know my listeners are always looking for answers and I know that you're always looking for the most direct way, as am I. So one of the most and easiest, most effective ways of discerning the difference between self-care or caring for yourself and or making an excuse or self-sabotage is that self-sabotage most likely is a spontaneous decision that you make, most often motivated by an emotional choice. And it's something that gives you instant gratification, like, for example, like scrolling your phone and or eating a whole sleeve of Oreos because you've had a shit day or drinking the entire bottle of wine because you are so stressed out from your work week or binging an entire season on Netflix because you are trying to avoid something. You are trying to numb out from something in the name of self-love or in the name of caring for yourself. And please do not get me wrong. There probably is a very good time and place for having extra snacks or you know spending a little extra time on Netflix and or taking the extra rest that means like canceling plans with friends or whatever most often our instant gratification is not serving to meet our long-term goals and that's why self-care again is not an always is not always an easy decision to make for us and it maybe doesn't even feel like a good choice sometimes but self-care will always Consider your long-term needs and your highest self. Here's like a quick little example of one of the practices of self-care for myself is every Sunday I prep my food. I make like a breakfast meal. I put together some salads for the week. um, I cut some fruit and I freaking hate doing it. I hate doing it. I typically love to cook, but I hate meal prepping. I absolutely loathe it, but I know that in the week when I have like nutritious choices of food or things that like make me feel really good and balanced, I know that I feel so much better. So even though I hate it and I hate doing it, I know that it's the choice that, you know, the Caitlin on Thursday is going to be so appreciative of. I have two things to offer, two questions to offer you when you are trying to discern the difference between self care. And self-sabotage. The first question is, will my life feel better as a result of this? So the question again is, will my life feel better as a result of this in the long term? And if you have to talk yourself into it by saying, but I deserve this, the answer most likely is, no, my life probably won't be better because of this. And the second question to ask yourself is, what feeling am I trying to avoid by participating in this activity? What feeling am I trying to avoid by doing this thing? What are you trying to numb out from or what are you avoiding feeling? And then calling it self-care because it's more accepted to hear that you spend $1,000 at Target or you drank you know, two bottles of wine last night or you didn't get up off of your couch for the entire weekend is because you were taking care of yourself. It's more acceptable, it's more socially acceptable to say that you participated in self-care all weekend rather than saying you were like really avoiding or numbing out from your feelings. True or true? So time for a gut check here. If you know that you are like running through a bottle of Tito's every week or, you know, several, like a case of wine a week in the, in the vein of self-care, because your kids are hard to deal with sometimes, I would love for you to answer in your mind, what feeling am I trying to avoid by doing this? Or my own personal favorite form of self-sabotage is um, spending ridiculous amounts of money on things that you don't need because you deserve it. Really, what feeling am I trying to avoid there? What feeling are you trying to avoid if this is something that you connect to? But instead of calling ourselves out like this, usually, if you didn't listen to this episode, you'd continue on engaging in the same self-sabotaging behaviors that you've been engaging in in the name of self care. And you're like, I am caring for myself. I'm doing these things. I deserve to buy this clo- these clothes. I deserve to have this wine or this alcohol. I deserve to eat this food because I deserve it. But then shortly after you participate in the behavior that was supposed to make you feel really, really good and the thing that you really deserved, You begin to start to judge yourself. You begin to speak negatively about the way that you went about it. You begin to have regrets. And this is when self-sabotage comes in. This is when we start to have those unsupportive thoughts creep in. And this is the work that we're trying to change. So you're probably wondering, oh shit, that is me. I am that. That is me. And maybe you're wondering, how can I create more awareness around this habit? Or how can I break this habit from continuing to take control of my life and If that's you wondering this, that's all normal. And there's certainly a way that change is possible for you. When the demands of your modern life start to take over, it's always so important for you to meet your needs first so that you can give your best to not only yourself, but to your kids, to your partner, to your coworkers, to your friends, et cetera. And when you start to feel like the ordinary day-to-day stuff is mundane and is like, meh, check in with yourself. And ask yourself, like, am I well? Am I balanced? And if you're struggling to figure out what self-care looks like for you and how to expand your repertoire of your own self-care habits, I have my own little self-care audit that I'm going to share with you. It'll be linkable in the show notes to this episode. It's totally free. You just have to opt into the emails and you'll get it sent right to your email box. And lastly, and most importantly, self-care is not just about the amount of exercises that you do or the healthy food that you take in or the amount of quiet moments that you get to meditate or to journal or to you know, make appointments like getting your hair and nails done like I've previously mentioned. It's about investing fully in your life, in your dream life, and then creating that feeling right where you are. So getting to know what gives you pleasure. How do you like to spend your time? Being able to identify and express how you feel. Where do you need to create boundaries for yourself? These, my friend, are there deeper ways that you can care for yourself far better than like a mani or a pedi ever could. A few of the main points that I want you to take away from this episode are knowing and understanding that self-care is not always easy and it's not always gonna feel like a good choice. Also, if you have to talk yourself into Um, an activity or doing something, eating something, drinking something because you think that you quote unquote deserve it, then chances are probably you're leaning towards self-sabotage rather than taking care of yourself. And lastly, the two questions that you should ask yourself when you're trying to look into this a little further and decide whether you are leaning towards self-sabotage rather than self-care, the first question is, is this activity, is this thing going to make my life better? And then also, if I'm feeling compelled to do an activity or a thing, what feeling am I trying to avoid? One last takeaway that I know you'll find very, very helpful in terms of your own self-care is pretend like you are mothering yourself. And you could just ask yourself, would I let my daughters do this? Would I let my son do this? Would I let my child do this? And if your answer is not like an immediate, yes, of course I would. Then it's time for you to consider whether the way that you're behaving or the action that you're about to take is really truly from a place of self-love. All right, my loves, I hope this episode allowed you to look at self-care with just a little bit more curiosity And I also hope that you take away from this episode that self-care is a choice that you make to live your life in a way that supports your highest and greatest good, not an activity that you do. Well, I hope this episode gave you something to think about, and I hope that it inspires you to go live your day confident like a mother. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today, for making the choice to listen on. I really freaking appreciate you. And before you go, I want to remind you of the self-care audit that'll be linked in the show notes to this episode. You just opt into the emails and you will get it sent right to your mailbox. As always, I'm loving your feedback. Please chat me, DM me, send me an email. I would love to know where you connected with this episode and how you may be self-sabotaging in the vein of self-care. I would love it if you shared this episode with another woman, with another mom that you think would benefit or would love it just as much as you did. Don't forget to share it on socials and tag me at Caitlin underscore Norwood. I'll see you there.